Support from this episode of Miss IG's Kids Inclusive Podcast comes from Mama Simi's Red Sauce, a delicious 100% natural West African tomato sauce. It's pretty much your Nigerian stew in a jar. Serve with traditional West African dishes or with pasta, rice, couscous, potatoes, and more. Use as a condiment or marinade. You have to try it to find out what everyone's been talking about at mamasimi.com. Mama Simi's Red Sauce, it goes with anything. Welcome to Miss IJ's Kids Inclusive Podcast. My name is Ijoma Popola and you can call me IJ. I will be your host. On this podcast, we'll be talking about the stigma individuals with special needs face on a day-to-day basis on the continent of Africa. We'll be bringing to you professionals in the disability field, sharing resources and information that can benefit any educator, parent, caregiver, and community with persons with disabilities. Join me on this journey in spreading hope and resilience as we advocate for inclusive education on the beautiful continent of Africa. Tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do at Jesus Kids Orphanage. Well, I'm Pastor Mrs. Ololade Adamolepo. Yes, ma'am. I'm the founder of Jesus Kids. I'm the president of Jesus Kids Home. Okay. And when did Jesus Kids start as an organization? It started in 2010. Oh, wow. So it's been going on this long. So what? how did it start uh, from the, the beginning? Why? What led you to start working with especially children and maybe young adults with disabilities? Because you're located in Ibadan, Nigeria. It's the call from God. Okay. So God asked me to go and take care of children with special needs. So I've never seen it. I've not seen anybody doing it. I've not. Uh, I don't have any other any uh, any uh, idea before. But okay. when God called me, I don't have any choice than to obey God and do what He asked me to do. Wow, that's that's very good. Could you walk us through like the first time that you answer the call and you felt led to work with a child with with disabilities the first experience uh, when that when when you decided to to start the, my first experience was with a, a lady with a mental disability and she that time she had a child 11 month year old baby so when they were brought to me in fact I was so afraid, you know, so I have to take them to the hospital. I have to do so many things to 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 get settled with them. So I started with that lady and the baby. Wow. So do you think that because you were so you were called to help the woman that more people started coming, you know, when they realized that this was a place that there was a person who supported them um, and was willing to care for them. Do you believe that that was what led people to be drawn towards you and Jesus kids in helping other children with disabilities? Well, when we started, I have to go to so many trainings, workshops, and, uh, you know, to go and get myself equipped for the job. So by that 
by I went to hospital, you know, I get a, uh, I, I get close to physiotherapists, neurologists, and some other pediatricians and some other doctors. So by that, they were able to know what I'm doing and they were able to refer children with such cases to me. Wow. So would you say that where you are, where you live, when you started, you were probably one of the very few homes that were taking in children with disabilities at the time? No, when we started, I think I was about the third home in the bad at that time. Wow. Wow. But they are doing something different. Uh, I started with. Hmm. Okay, okay. And yeah. right now, I had the pleasure of interviewing your daughter last week, and she was amazing. And she told me that you started a school. I, I'm aware of it, but the people who are listening may not realize that this orphanage that you started has progressed and grown into more than just a place that keeps children and young adults with disabilities, but now we're going into education, which is honestly amazing. And I'm very thankful for such a space for, for people to come. How has it been in getting maybe support for the orphanage and for the school over the last 10 years uh, in terms of support? Because I'm sure we've probably have some challenging times and some and some times where the people who have really just supported. It's not been having much support from people. But we get support from individuals, churches, churches and uh, organizations and so on like that. Okay. Okay. Wow. It's so disabilities in 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 Nigeria is getting better in terms of people have spreading more awareness about working and really supporting um, individuals with disabilities in Nigeria. If somebody is listening to this interview and they've never been to Nigeria and they may not understand how it is, can you create maybe a picture of what it is for people, the experience for people with disabilities in Nigeria, how it is. People with disability, like they're always neglected, they are, you know, isolated. People don't like to associate with them. They think they are just one demon from one jungle. People are afraid to 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 move with them. And even in if you are a, if you are a mother and you give back to a child with disability, the next thing is for them to abandon or throw the child away. In most cases, we have husband or the wife neglecting, absconding because of the disability of the child. So it has not been easy for people with disability. Um, outside of, of your establishment, is there, to your knowledge, is there any any supports, maybe whether it's governmental or, or NGO, or is there a, a just other organizations uh, that maybe by law, people with disabilities should um, get some kind of financial support? I guess I'm, uh, I'm trying to, to paint a picture because it's, it's hard for people to understand maybe some of the challenges. And with the podcast, I'm trying to 
maybe spread more awareness of you know, international funding and international aid and having a global perspective of people with disabilities. Um, because something I try to explain to people is that someone who has cerebral palsy in Nigeria is someone who has cerebral palsy, maybe in America or somewhere else. But it's how we support them, whether it's through education or through establishments like yours. So as of now, if not for organizations like yours, it's really hard for people with disabilities to get uh, that support. Support, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So what do you think could be maybe the solutions looking into the future? We're very thankful for Jesus Kids Orphanage, and I'm always so blessed to have met you and your family who have taken this, this mission you know, on a personal level to make it successful. But what do you think would be the solutions for inclusive education and working and helping and supporting people with disabilities in Nigeria? I think the government should help. They should come in. Because we just need government support. They should come in. They should include them in everything. Yeah. There should be awareness. Yes. Because the awareness here is not all that enough. There's no way it should be. So they should try to support these people with disability. They should include them in everything and, and make provisions for them. Yes. Yes. And and even accessibility, uh, maybe there are people in your establishment that might need wheelchairs or even in your school that might need, I mean, building ramps, uh, which are all part of in inclusion. How do you, I mean, I'm sure it's challenging. How do you even, you know, get the support to, to incorporate some of that in your establishment and in the school? Um, well, that's why we need government to help us Exactly. In providing all those things. Yes. Because that's not been easy. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Um, so my my la- my last question um would be with the, the school. So I I'm so happy because I am a special education teacher and it's, you know, when uh, Nifemi was telling me about the school and she was sharing her dream, I wanted to ask you this question that if we had um, all the money in the world and all the resources to support Jesus Kids Home Orphanage and Autism Center, what is your vision um, now, in the next five years, in the next 10 years, where do you see Jesus Kids going? Um, of course, by, by you know, God's grace and getting all the support that we need. What is your vision for Jesus Kids? We, we pray that God should help us. Because let me take it that for example, we have a lot of children with disabilities. Mm. In a week, I have an average of four or five children that they are bringing to my orphanage. Wow. But for now, I cannot accommodate them because they op- we have two centers in Ibadan. Wow. The whole places were filled up and we always have problems with staffing. People are not ready to work with us. We, we always have problems with uh, getting people to work with us. So it has not been easy getting, uh, uh, placing these children into our orphanage. For the past 
let me say about four, three months now, wow. we could not admit any child into the orphanage. So in the next five years, 10 years, I pray God should enlarge us. Give us a permanent site with enough space, you know, and apart from space, enough funding Mm -hmm. and enough uh, things to work with. Mm -hmm. So if we have people to support us, we are ready to do more, to accommodate more children, give them more support, you know, Mm -hmm. then to encourage the women, the mothers. We always gather the mothers to encourage them, then to, you know, yeah. Some of them we empower them. Yeah. Some of them we teach them what to do, encourage them, let them know that they are not the only uh, person in that shoe. Yes. yes. So those are the things we are planning to do in the nearest future. So I I also wanted to ask you a question about the gathering of moms, because one thing that is such, I think, a blessing to the community. And again, we're having this interview for those who are listening in Ibado, Nigeria. I I noticed that this is something that you do to not to support women, uh, which is vital because it shows that you have a heart for the parents who are willing to work with their children or just find that support. You know, there's there's the the challenge of having a child with disabilities. And then there's also the pressure that parents might feel in raising, caring, having a community of people who can really help them. And I noticed that you do that. Could you talk a little bit more about your gathering of mothers that you do? I think it's every month or every every two months. Yes, every two months. Okay. When I started this uh, ministry, I noticed that those women, they are always burdened. Mm-hmm. Most of them will be sick. Most of them will be abandoned. Most of them will be lonely. Most of them, they will just be alone. You know, most of when you see them, most of them are not working, just focusing on the children, taking care of them. They will not be able to move. They will not be able to move on with their lives. Then in most cases with the children I have in Ibadan, their parents, as soon as we ad- admit them, they will run away. We will not be able to trace them, to find them again. And when we started, I always do home tracing, look, go and look for the parents, you know, go and tell them, let your child come and stay with you for a week or two. And I discovered that if you force them, they will just kill the child. So because of that, I have to gather them together, you know, advise them, talk to them, counsel them, tell them what to do, you know, and give them words of God to encourage them. Oh, that's 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 is it is it what you're doing uh ma is is it's not is everybody cannot do it and that is just the truth and the fact that you've done this for um over 10 years says a lot about who you are says a lot about your character says a lot about how you care for just people in general because you know the work of special special needs and working people with disabilities is not easy but you know it takes a compassionate person to put or an empathetic person to put themselves in people's shoe to see that you know, this person is human, even though they have a challenge and really reaching out to the parents who need that support uh, and have to work with um, with with their children every day. Uh, um, 
it's really been such a pleasure talking to you. Uh, oh, one last question. Do you have any fundraising um, projects that you have now on the ground? I know that um, you were doing a back to school fundraising for the children, um, but is there any particular fundraising uh, need that you have right now? That way the listeners know and, you know, people are more aware of Jesus Kids, what you do and what well, our plan now, is going We to. have inclusive school. We have children that we have, apart from children with disability, mm. we have vulnerable children, you know, orphans and vulnerable children. And we always ask people to help us to pay their school fees or to just uh, uh, sponsor one or two of them or buy child. their books. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, to sponsor them. Okay. So those are the things we are doing right now because they just resumed last week. Okay. Uh, this week. Okay. So we will definitely put all that information uh, in the comments and in the notes for the podcast. And I just want to say thank you so much, Ma, first of all, for taking time out of your schedule to speak to us. Um, this is an inclusive podcast. We talk about how children with disabilities and children without disabilities and vulnerable kids can learn together. But if not for organizations like your own, I think it would have been harder to spread that message. So anything that we can do, I'm very thankful for you collaborating with, you know, doctors and psychologists and, and people who helped, you know, in this, in this arena. And if there's, if there's anything we can do, I definitely want to spread more awareness on that. So thank you so much, Ma. I really appreciate you uh, taking thank time on the schedule. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Miss IJ's Kids Inclusive Podcast this week. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so on our website at www.ijpopola.com. Or if you want to write to us about topics you would love to hear covered on the show, the email address is popoloijelma at gmail.com, one word. And if you'd like to follow us on our social media pages, it's at Miss IJ's Kids. I am IJ Popola, and you've listened to Miss IJ's Kids Inclusive Podcast.